It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is December 13th, 2018. My name is Phil Prostenreich. I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You, of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr-omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll preview the Magic's first game in Mexico City as they take on the Chicago Bulls in a, a, a what feels like a must-win game for Orlando considering the opponent, considering the circumstances, and just considering that the Magic just need to win, win a freaking game. Um, should be a uh, an interesting game to say the least as Orlando's hoping to get Evan Fournier back. We'll talk about that in just a moment. But then we're going to turn our attention a little bit more toward the long-term view. Of course, Saturday... The trade market officially, officially opens for full business, uh, and we'll talk a little bit about what I think the Magic's trade strategy will be as this season continues. But before we get into any of that, I want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. There are some fantastic podcasts all around the network covering every single team in the NBA that you can listen to and enjoy uh, to get the, the the expert's opinion, the expert's analysis of the individual teams. If you're looking to learn a little bit more about the Chicago Bulls before tonight's game, check out Locked On Bulls. They do a great job covering the team. They've uh, really taken stock of, of the team and the organization as they uh, are continuing to struggle with internal strife and, and and a lot of questions about the overall future of the team. Definitely check them out there. Uh, you can start getting ready for the Utah Jazz, who did the Magic a favor by beating the Miami Heat by a ton on Wednesday. You can check out Locked On Jazz, kind of the OG podcast, if you will, with uh, David Locke. You can also check out Locked On NBA for the national perspective on the NBA, as well as Locked On Fantasy Basketball for your fantasy basketball needs. The Locked On Podcast Network is your team every day. There's a team covering. There's a per- podcast covering every single team in the NBA, plus the NFL, plus MLB, plus a growing number of college teams as well. There's a podcast that will fit any type of mood you are in. To do that, just go to iTunes and search for Locked On and the team you are looking for today to get your Locked On podcast. The Orlando Magic now on a three-game losing streak, and it. it, it it feels a little bit like the season's on a bit of a precipice. I mean, I don't think we're about to go careening off the hill or anything, but yeah, we're stumbling a little bit, and you know, we've got to keep it from you know, we got to regain our bat, regain the balance, so to speak. If you're the Orlando Magic, it is a a difficult thing for this team to do, and 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 so the most important thing right now is to stop the bleeding and regain confidence. And the unfortunate thing is, the Magic do not have home games to do that. They have two home games right now played in Mexico City against one opponent they should beat, one opponent they would probably like to beat. Um, You know, a difficult Utah Jazz team for, for certain. The Orlando Magic, though, have a lot to worry about themselves. Two poor offensive performances in a row. 
Uh, Evan Fournier uh, being out on Monday's game. He's supposed to rejoin the team in Mexico City on Thursday or was on route Wednesday, so he's expected to play on Thursday. Mohamed Bamba will be back in the rotation provided he was not late to any morning shootarounds or practices. In the meantime, that appears to be reportedly the reason why he was uh, uh, kept out of the rotation on in, on Monday in Dallas. He was late for the team's morning uh, walkthrough in the hotel. Um, it, just a, a lot of things are, are are having to go right for Orlando, and, and we've always said this. Magic have a small margin for error. They, they really they really do need to be sharp in a lot of ways. They don't have a lot of uh, opportunities to to let go of the rope. And and right now, after two major blowout vic- losses. It kind of feels like the Magic let go of the rope some, and so now it's about grabbing it, keeping it steady, and starting to make progress once again, and I think I think that that's what this team has to do at the moment. It's hard to imagine a more perfect opponent to go up against to try and do that. A team that will probably allow you to make a few mistakes and still beat them, but a dangerous team, a hungry team nonetheless. If the Magic want to prove themselves and put on a show for the fans in Mexico City, the Chicago Bulls are a team that they have to put away early and take care of business. This Bulls team is talented. Chris Dunn is back from injury. Larry Markinen is back from injury. They have Jabari Parker. They have got they have Zach Levine. They have guys who can put the ball in the basket. Wendell Carter Jr. is having a solid rookie season by all accounts. They have guys who can put the ball in the basket. They just aren't right now. For whatever reason, the Bulls' offense has cratered, and, and and this was a team that's expected to be really good offensively with all the offensive weapons they have. They just don't mesh well together. Turnovers have played a role, of course. Chris Dunn has been out of the lineup, like I said. But it feels like this Bulls team should be much better than it is on the offensive end. This is the worst offensive team in the league. Orlando used to hold that mantle, but now it's Chicago at a 99.8 offensive rating. Their minus 10.9 defensive rating is the second worst in the league. At 6-22, the Bulls have the second fewest wins in the league as well. And it's just plain to say, let's just say it out loud, this is probably one of the worst teams in the league. Forget the talent, forget everything else. As Dennis Green once said, you are what your record says you are. Did Dennis Green say that? One of the NFL coaches said that, I forget. You are what your record says you are. You are They are who we thought we were. I know that's what Dennis Green said. And this Bulls team is a complete mess. If you haven't been following the headlines or locked on Bulls over the last week, Chicago Bulls fired Fred Hoiberg last week. Somewhat surprising move. They were off to a slow start. Expectations were in Chicago were that they would compete for, for a playoff spot. Certainly wouldn't look like this. So they bring in Jim Boylan, a much more kind of hard-driving coach, have some impressive performances, look like they're about to steady the ship, and then they lose by 50 to the Boston Celtics. And all hell seemed to break loose from there. Boylan pulled the starters early, decided he was going to hold a practice the day after a back-to-back. No one in the NBA does that. And the players weren't happy reportedly considering mutinying and not showing up at the practice as a, as a unit. Ultimately, they decided to kind of have an open-air meeting where they aired their grievances with each other and with the coaching staff and appeared to reach some kind of understanding. 
That, of course, hasn't translated to the court. The Bulls are still getting beat and beat badly, and it looks like they're a team that just doesn't want to be there. Chicago's not good at anything in the NBA. Last in offensive rating. Bottom 10 in defensive rating. Second worst net rating. A 49.7 effective field goal percentage. The Magic, as much as they've struggled on offense, are a better offensive team than the Chicago Bulls. Even over the last few games. The Magic could lay an egg, probably, like they did the last two nights and play the defense that they played. Because honestly... The last two nights, the Magic's defensive rating has decreased. They've they've played above average, at least for them, above average defense. Not much above average, but they've had average defensive games. I would honestly argue against Dallas, they were a lot better defensively. They just couldn't score. They couldn't move the ball at all, and so they gave up uh, some fast break opportunities and kind of let go of the rope in the third quarter when they were really struggling to score. This is a Magic team that could play that kind of defense and play really poor on offense and probably still have a good chance to win. This is, a, this is a Bulls team that gives you a large margin for error. But don't take that margin for error for granted. Because like I said, this Bulls team is still very talented. Laurie Markkinen is coming back from injury. He is a difficult matchup. Jabari Parker is still a great scorer. Zach Levine is still a great scorer. They've got Chris Dunn coming off the bench, coming back from injury. they got a lot of guys who can put the ball in the basket and who can burn you if you are not focused. So this is going to be a big test of the Magic's focus. On the road in Mexico City, a foreign country, playing in altitude, playing against a team that is struggling, that you can put away early. Honestly, if the Magic go on a run early, if they take control of this game early, the Bulls are not going to come back. Not likely, not in my mind at least. As long as you, again, stay true to your principles. And that's really what this Magic team has to do and what this Magic team has to learn how to do. To get a team down and step on their throats. There's no better way to practice that than now against this Bulls team. The Magic will actually see the Bulls three times uh, before January 2nd. So these are big confidence-building wins. These are If you're a playoff team, these are games you have to win and you'd like to see them win running away. Orlando is certainly capable of that. They should be hungry. They should be fired up. After their last two games, they should be focused. And the Bulls are the kind of team that you can be focused on and get a a nice little confidence boost. Especially with the road coming up where the Magic have a lot of home games. Eight of the the nine after the Utah game on Saturday are at home. This is the time to build wins. And there's no better time to start than against this Bulls team with all the struggles that they've had so far. You know, I, I lived in Chicago for, for four years, uh, and I love Chicago. I love Chicago weather. Um, it's it's so delightfully unpredictable. You know, I miss having to wake up in the morning and check the weather to say, oh, it, it's 30 today. I'm going to need my jacket. Oh, it's it's 40 today. You know, my light jacket will do. Oh, it's, it's 20 today. Yeah, I'm not going to go outside. I got that email from school saying don't be outside more than 15 minutes. I actually get got that. that. That's a real thing that happens where the school is so scared of how cold it is, they tell their students, don't be outside for more than 15 minutes. I got to walk to class. P- provide me a bus, please. But I would have been okay if I had Action Heat. It is this fantastic product that if you're going someplace cold or just tired of this 40-degree weather in Orlando, I think this cold front is ending, but it'll be back. Have those Have those white tarps handy. Action Heat is a product that I would have died for to help this Florida boy 
get through those Chicago winters. Action Heat Clothing is engineered to safely and efficiently deliver heat via heating panels similar to a heated car seat. It's like wearing a heated car seat. Perfect for any friend or family on your holiday gift list. Great for anyone who works outdoors, skiers, snowboarders, or anybody that hates being cold. Action Heat Clothing provides toasty warmth and comfort for your whole body. Comes in heated jackets, socks, gloves, hats, and even undergarments like heated heated base layer shirts and long johns. You can stay warm and cozy from head to toe with Action Heat. Make winter activities more enjoyable with a blast of warmth. Action Heat is the perfect solution to keep you toasty and warm even in the most frigid or uncomfortable of winter weather. Heated products that fit everyone's budget coming in men's and women's styles starting at just $39.99. And we've got a special deal for our listeners to save 20% off your entire order. Just go to actionheat.com slash locked on to check out everything Action Heat has to offer. That's actionheat.com slash locked on or use the coupon code locked on at checkout to save 20%. Stay toasty warm while you enjoy all your outdoor activities this winter, even if it's in Florida and it's just 40 degrees. I know y'all can't handle it. This will help. I promise. With Action Heat. Definitely check them out if you're going someplace a little cooler than Florida this winter. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. December 15th is an otherwise nondescript day on the regular calendar, but it is one of the most important days on the NBA calendar. December 15th is essentially designated as the day that players who are who are acquired or signed with a new team during the offseason are eligible to be traded. Starting on Saturday, December 15th, every player in the league, essentially every player in the league, there's still a few that are not, every player in the league is now available to trade, and it is the unofficial opening of the trade season. The rumors will begin to fly and will begin the countdown toward the February 7th trade deadlines a little earlier this year. Now, the NBA has already had a few trades that have occurred. George Hill going from uh, Cleveland to Milwaukee, Kyle Korver going from Cleveland to Utah, Jimmy Butler going from Minnesota to Philadelphia. There's been a few deals on the table, and in fact, it already seems like Phoenix is determined to move Trevor Reza by Saturday. Could be one of the first deals that gets done in this, uh, in the, at least when this trade window opens. Remember, Trevor Reza signed a one-year deal with the Phoenix Suns in the offseason. So yeah, it's beginning to get to that time. We're at game 26, 27 of the season, getting closer and clo- we're past the quarter mark, obviously, getting closer and closer to the midway point of the season, and Statistics are beginning to stabilize. I, I was, you know, updating my my table in Magic Wands, and even after a bad game like the one against the Mavericks, Magic stats move very little. So we're beginning to understand who these who the team is and what what they are statistically, at least. And yeah, you begin to settle into where you are in the standings, and it's about now the little tweaks that get you over the hump. As things stand today, the Orlando Magic at 12 and 15 
are eighth in the Eastern Conference. Two games back of sixth, and only a game ahead of the Miami Heat from ninth. The Magic are right where they want to be, at least in the standings, if the playoffs are the goal, which they are. They're right where they want to be, but certainly not safe. They don't have much cushion. It's going to be a brawl for a little while. But the Magic also have a long-term project in mind. They're not going to be slaves to the moment. They're not going to invest assets just to make the playoffs. They want to do something big for their long-term. Or at least the, the, the grand vision of what they're doing. Not that they want to make a big move today. And they know they're a young team that has a lot to learn and are willing to let things learn. Understanding the Magic's trade strategy is going to be critical to trying to figure out where the Magic go next. How do they continue to develop and grow? In my opinion, entering this season, the Magic kind of had a another hands-off approach to the year. The Orlando, this is a young team, have some big salaries that are a little difficult to move. They weren't necessarily looking to make a huge splash. And, and so, yeah, they probably passed on some opportunities in the offseason during free agency that might have benefited the team in the short term but hurt them in the long run. This is still a team that is focused on a long-term building plan and being good at the right time, maybe in a few years, rather than this year. They knew they had talented players. They knew that that you know if everything coalesced, maybe this team could compete for the playoffs, but it hadn't happened yet. And I think the, the Magic were beginning to understand who they should keep and who they should move on from. It's now just a, It was just a matter of finding the right deals and the right packages and the right players that help the long-term vision. Just because the expected results have changed, though, does not change that outlook. It does not change that the Magic are looking at a deal that will make their team better. The only thing that really changes for the Magic is they're not going to look to be worse this year. Orlando sitting in that pole position for the playoffs in 8th place in the Eastern Conference means the playoffs are within reach. We can, today in December, realistically talk about the playoffs. It is right there. And until that dream is completely gone, or almost impossible, the Magic are not going to give that up. It's been six years since the Magic last made the playoffs. It's been six years since the Magic played meaningful games after the All-Star break. The last six years, the Magic have been eliminated by that point. And for young players like Aaron Gordon, like Jonathan Isaac, like Mohamed Bamba, like even Evan Fournier and Nikola Vujovic, missing out on that experience has maybe led to some complacency and certainly has led them to know perhaps that, yeah, they might work hard, but to get where they want to go, they have to work harder. Nothing beats experience. And while I am hearing some people say, you know, the Magic are messing things up by not trying to take for Zion or for Barrett or for any of these other young guys coming out of college, I would counter this. Playing meaningful games is vital to Aaron Gordon becoming the star the Magic need him to become. 
And so long as the Magic are in the race, they're not going to sacrifice a player that could make the team worse. Nikola Vucevic is the favorite guy that a lot of Magic fans talk about trading. And I'm not saying the the larger overarching conclusions about Nikola Vucevic have changed. But the bottom line is this year he has been an all-star. This year he is the Magic's most consistent and best player. And Orlando is not going to give him up just because he might walk in free agency. Caproom's valuable too, actually. So long as the Magic have a shot at the playoffs, they're going to go for it, at least with the players they have on their roster. They're not going to change or shift anything to make their team ostensibly worse just to get that eighth seed or just to get an asset for a guy who might leave. That's not, I think, how this Magic team and how this Magic front office is going to operate. But by that same token, they're not going to give away a young player like the Milwaukee Bucks did a few years ago to get a veteran that will put them over the top. They're not looking to make that J.J. Redick trade that the Bucks made. I think the Magic would be happy to ride or die with the group that they have if nothing comes up. And the only way they make a move is if that thing that comes up helps the team in the long term, helps put a piece in place that will not only keep the team competitive today, but continue to make them good moving forward. And that's an important thing to understand. It's a difficult thing to find. The Magic aren't quite buyers because they're not looking to just get something quick to help them get over the top or change up, change some things up a little bit to get back into the race. But they're also not quite sellers. They're not looking to sell off their players for whatever they can get. No one's going to take advantage of them. And so, like so much of this Magic season, Orlando's kind of stuck in the middle. Waiting and seeing how things develop and how things shake out before deciding where to go next. To me, it would be a hard sell to the fans to trade Nikola Vucevic for some young center and start Mo Bamba before he's ready. And I I doubt by February 7th, Mo Bamba will be ready to start a full-time NBA slate and play in the playoffs. They're not going to do that. And so I find it hard to believe that Nikola Vucevic will get traded this, this year unless the Magic fall out of the playoff race. And the same goes for Terrence Ross. Those are the two most valuable trade chips that the Magic have. And it feels like they're off the table. If I had to pr- make a prediction here in December, if the Magic stay in the playoff race, I don't see the Magic making a deal. I see them leaving their heavy lifting to the summer. Again, when you make the playoffs, guys get a little bit more valuable because now they're a playoff player. But Orlando certainly has its work cut out for it. And a lot can change between now and February. But for now, I think the Magic are content to stand pat. To explore what's out there, you know, they're not going to sit on their hands. They'll explore what's out there. But unless that deal makes the team better in the short term and the long term, the Magic are going to sit this one out and keep up with what they have. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. 
Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic. As well, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can again find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, including why this next stretch of games is so pivotal to this young Orlando Magic team, check out orlandomagicdaily.com. We'll have a complete recap of the Magic's game against the Chicago Bulls on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Ross and Wright. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.